0: 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? This clip is taken from episode four with Michael Hanthorne. He describes his time in the battle of Fallujah during the push as he was assigned to mortuary affairs and him and his teams were cleaning up dead insurgent bodies. Really crazy story. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to like it, subscribe, you know, all that stuff, please leave a review. That's what really helps out and go over to patreon.com. Look up former action guys to support the show. Really appreciate
1: it. So my staff Sergeant came up and said, we need volunteers to go to Fallujah. They need truck drivers to work with 3-1. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, dude. And like, this is what I'm signed up to do. Yeah. Like, I originally wanted to be a grunt. And I'm like, this fucking convoy, I mean, it sucked, dude. I mean, you've been in military equipment, it fucking sucks. And you're a running target the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm like, fuck yeah, so me and my buddy Strip, we volunteered to go. And then it came down like two weeks later... We got slated to go. They were gonna heal us from T Q to Fallujah and then embed us with three one. They're like, Hey, the whole unit's going, but we're doing Mortuary Affairs. And I'm like, What the fuck's Mortuary Affairs? They're like, Yeah, like we're gonna go into the city and pick up dead bodies. And I was like, Man, I don't wanna do that for 'cause I you know, Mortuary Affairs, you think you're gonna do it for Marines. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't wanna see, you know, my brothers, sisters, whoever, dead, anybody and uh they're like now nah, you're gonna do it for the insurgents and i'm like I, I mean you're like okay whatever so my whole unit goes so we went there in october the end of october is around halloween i guess and they we took the potato factory over and it was um a, an old potato factory it had big reefers and stuff to house all these Dead bodies that you were expecting to get. Yes. So, uh, of course, you know it sounds all glamorous, and <laughs> I don't know if that sounds glamorous. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because I was like, I'm gonna be running with three one, you know, the, all these these infantry dudes, and yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't that great, because I mean, we were so the Cloverleaf I'm talking about, the Potato Factory sat to the south. I mean, less than a mile away from the Cloverleaf. So, I mean, we got IDF like a motherfucker, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we stationed gun trucks, you know, we did all our posts. I mean,
0: we had, it was, you know. Once you got got to the potato factory and you guys had taken it over, how did you guys prep it for the upcoming, like, battle? Like, how did you set up your security and, like, what kind of supply? I imagine if you knew, obviously, you're going to be doing mortuary affairs, cleaning up dead bodies, I imagine you started seeing shipments of like body bags oh, and yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. what kind of preparation did you notice for the upcoming so, fight?
1: We got a chief warrant officer. She was a female. I can't remember her name. Her actually, the actual Mortuary Affairs book is actually in the Marine Corps museum now in the Iraq section mm. where she actually documented all the insurgents we brought in. There's actually like a little tidbit in the Marine Corps museum about about what we did. hmm So, um, yeah, we definitely had a lot of shipments of body bags. Um, you know, she, we had to get briefed on, you know, the, the hazards. I mean, you're going out to, number one, you're in combat. I mean, because a lot of people think mortuary affairs, well, you were two streets over. No, dude, like, we were in the house next to the house they were fighting in. I mean, it was... Um, I mean, I guess it's combat, but it's really... I mean, we didn't get to shoot guns that much, but it was pretty... You know, the hazards of the dead bodies, I guess, back to what I it was talking It wasn't a
0: calm environment. No, the I mean... The whole thing was hectic.
1: Yeah, so the grunts were going through, and basically they would kill insurgents in a house, and then on the doors, they would write two DBs, and then we'd go in. But if you know anything about Fallujah, basically the 3-1 and... All the I can't remember all the units we we basically primarily work with three one and um, they would be like hey uh, these houses they're pretty clear but at night when they would stop and they'd set up in a house the
0: insurgents were moving around the city so yeah, I mean they were using rat holes and stuff to sneak through the houses and everything. yeah
1: so I mean every house had to be cleared again upon entry
0: so um, yeah for those for those that aren't aware like the houses what they would do is they would take like sledgehammers and stuff and punch holes in the and and the walls that way they can move in between houses without going through the entryways but they would go through alleyways and stuff so you would think that you're coming into a house that you just took fire from and people would be in there but in reality they shot at you pulled back the Marines started coming in and then they would move on to the next house to try to keep the fight going because they knew they were fighting for the end of their yeah. life. I mean, yeah. so <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. So
1: they uh, they dropped they dropped those leaflets. I'd say, I think they started the invasion November 7th, I believe. Yeah, I think that is right. Of 2004. Um, so they dropped the leaflets, I think two weeks before. So th- after what, what Justin said, you know, they surrounded the city, all that shit's going on. So the whole time they're building... They're, they're fucking preparing. I mean, there's bunkers and fucking foxholes everywhere. And they dropped the... Then they had the mass exodus. They dropped the leaflets then they had a mass exodus of the city. And then uh, November... I, think, I believe it was November 7th, they went in.
0: Did you take any part of the people of like... Of the logistics part of pulling people out of the city that were wanting to leave? No.
1: Okay. No, because we were in training. We had to come up with... So another thing they did was, so there was in our teams, we went out basically in, in a platoon size strength. And so I was in fourth platoon, but we went out, I think we split it up. I, I'm trying to remember all this shit, but it was almost squad sized elements. We had a body truck and then we had a, like a gun truck that we all ra- rode in. Both of them Humvees or? No, no, seven tons. Okay. And, um, so I had, uh, in, the, in the element of that you had, you definitely had a guy with a 50 cal, and, the, and then on the body truck you had a guy with a 240. And then you had the drivers of those two trucks, and then in the back you had a guy with a grappling hook, which so we figured out, well, I think someone else figured it out before us. They were booby-trapping the bodies. So we actually had to put a grappling hook onto the dead body with engineer tape, and you would pull the body and then you'd take cover, you know, behind a wall or whatever in case there was a grenade or whatever.
0: Did you ever run into a booby trap body? No. That's not... Bad.
1: not. I don't think anybody in my unit ever did. Okay. <laughs> because by this time, they're, I mean, they're... They're
0: we, they getting towards the end of their fight. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, and we went in November... We actually went in on the Marine Corps birthday of 04. It was the yeah, first November. time we entered the city, which... You go to a city, and you know, I, you know, Iraqi cities, or even in Afghanistan, the cities are fucking. We're weird, anyways. But you go through there, and you you would see piles of 40 mic Mike mics and fucking just aiming. You know, sh- spent casings everywhere, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd never seen anything like it. Of course, yeah. I'm 20 years old from Indiana. I mean, this is this is all this, new. It's an alien world for you. So we were the first platoon to go out into the city my, my platoon was and I remember the first time we ever seen a dead body of course we had uh, we had grunts with us 3-1 they did our provided our security and we, we went and they, they literally were fighting like four houses in front of us and there's a pair of legs I'll never forget this a pair of legs and blue sweatpants and fucking running shoes and that's the first – and, I mean, like, Saving Private Ryan, were on the beach. Yeah. That's exactly how it was, dude. Like, I just got out of the truck, and I'm like, holy fuck. I kind of froze for a second. My staff was like, we got to go, motherfucker. We got to go. We just fucking
0: went to town, but that was so, – So, what What, what did you have to do when you, like – so, you saw the pair of legs. What happened after that? So, then uh, the grappling hook guys
1: was uh, – Ruiz and Yamas. Was that like a team? Like, yeah. Hey, grapple hooks up. Yeah, grab. And that's what we say. I was oh, on the really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was the body bag dude. Yeah. And then we had, <laughs> I mean, to all the lay people, we actually had dudes that ran shovels. I mean, <clears> literally, you <throat> would shovels, shovel, and whatever was left. Whatever on the was rod. left. <laughs> and uh, so we got those. And of course, we get back and. You know, everybody, you just think the high heaven. Because, I mean, what would you say the average temperature in November in Iraq is? I don't know. It's, it's, it's still, it's still warm. Yeah, yeah, it's still warm. For and sure. You know, if they've been in there three or four days, they've been sitting for three or four days. That was the first one. And then you get to, I was there till February of 2005. So I mean, I didn't do more fairs that whole time. I actually did the ECPs thing that I told you about the bat system. Yeah, we'll get to that. But um, uh, you know, I think the, the oldest. I mean, we actually picked up skeletons. That's really? how long they've been sitting there. From probably partially
0: from dogs coming out there. Oh
1: the- yeah, the fucking dogs, dude. I mean that. Like when we brought the bodies there to the potato factory, we actually had to shoot dogs because there were so many. I mean, the smell, I mean, just alone is just Did, enough to gag a maggot. <clears throat> Did you guys use any kind of breathing devices to... So, we used Vicks Vapor Rub, and I won't use it to this day, because we uh, we, we would wear, um, what are those, the little paper mask? The
0: dust mask. They're yeah. like a dust because mask. 3M dust mask, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then put Vicks Vapor Rub up in your nose. Because, so, I mean, you think about a dead deer on the side of the road when you pass it. I mean it stinks. Yeah. And imagine sitting in Iraq, it fucking it's nasty. Yeah, yeah. So uh
0: yeah, we did that. We used that and then um that was So how, how long were you how long were you on the Mortuary Affairs detail then? Till Christmas. I so think. about a month and a half you were that's basically yeah. all you did was
1: yeah. every day? Yeah, And well, then we got to go back to Camp Fallujah we do it for three days and then we got to go to Camp Fallujah every day because you have to shower. Yeah. You have to shower because of the uh, – there's some kind of lice or some or, shit that goes on dead bodies.
0: I think you have to worry about, yeah, all the different microbes yeah. and stuff That's there's a lot of micro
1: stuff. And then um, – so we got to go back, which was awesome because Camp Fallujah's chow hall was fucking awesome. <laughs> and, I mean, you when you're on the – when you were doing, the, like, the guard trucks and stuff – you, I mean, you're on MREs. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so it's kind of good, the one good thing. The one good thing is you got to eat. shower
0: and eat. So. Man, that's crazy, man. So, when when you guys got done, well, first off, did they tell you why you were doing that? Like, what what was the purpose of it? So, the purpose was to let the people back into the city, eventually. Yeah.
1: And being that they don't have modern conveniences like us. You know, they get their water from the Euphrates. They get a lot of their, lot of, like like a lot of people don't know, like when they crap in their house, it's just a hole in the ground. Yeah. And it goes out into the city streets. I mean, they, a lot of people don't know that. It's like old Rome.
0: Yes. It's like old Roman times. Yeah. With, mixed with like cell phones. <laughs> yeah. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it's very, very strange. Electricity is very weird. They're just like, of course, that was back when the piano wire thing was going on, too, which I don't know. Did
0: you go, ever... No, go ahead and explain. So that. the
1: piano wire was... They would stick piano wire at turret level. So the guys in the ring mounts, they would get hit with the piano wire. And if you're going fast enough, it actually could decapitate a guy. Yeah. So that's when we started putting the uh, engineer stakes up on... Welding them onto the ring mounts.
0: So... so- because people probably don't understand, like, when you were on your ring mounts, you guys didn't have the the gun mounts with the armor all around it, right? We had the... Uh, it had 75% coverage. Okay, so you had the front plates and you had the yeah, side plates yes. and stuff like that? Okay. Yeah. I thought for some reason you guys weren't using those at that point. Yeah, we still had those. Okay. But then we... I mean, we also had gun, gun trucks in
1: the back of Humvees that had L armor, which yeah. had nothing. Yeah, yeah. So...
0: So... In your month and a half of doing that, like how many bodies do you think you guys cleaned up? I think 600. Really? I think 600 was That was the entire unit or your platoon? The the entire unit. 600. And all those were insurgents or did you ever, were you ever tasked to...
1: No, we never did any, which they call them angels. Yeah. We never, we never touched, we never did that.
0: Yeah. That makes, I mean, that makes sense. The unit's right there probably when they lost their dude, so. Yeah. Okay. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, a that's obviously a job I don't think anybody would want to do. No. And did you have, did you guys have problems with any of your guys because of... Oh, yeah. Not necessarily, like, I know there's obviously going to be, like, PTSD issues and stuff like that, but were there any guys that were just doing stupid stuff to get out of it? Like, I don't want to do this anymore, so I'm going to do something. No,
1: I mean, but, like, it was all after the fact. I mean, we all lost at some point because, I mean, you can't do that job every day you know say once you know for three days for once a week i mean you can't do that shit. i mean it's it psychologically fucks you up because i mean that's all you're around like you go back to the birthing area the the morgue's right there i mean you walk outside you smell dead bodies yeah and then in that i don't think the marine corps was prepared for the trauma, the the turmoil the traumatic stuff because like i'm i maybe me and my buddy pat another dude I think my that unit is say more, most of the dudes are 100% disabled with PTSD. yeah because I mean you came back, we lost a dude like instantly to it like he went crazy, killed a bunch of his fucking animals and oh really yeah after the deployment after the deployment. Oh man. so I mean I think I don't think the Marine Corps was you know of course, <laughs> you know you do that that quiz. I mean I think everybody goes through that quiz. You've been exposed to loud explosions and all that shit, (laughs) dead bodies. I mean, we're all like, no, no,
0: no, because, you know, we all wanted to go back. Yeah. Which is, you know, I keep, I say it's crazy to hear like when people say that. Like I did my, uh, when I did that first interview with my buddy that was a corpsman, and he had gotten blown up his third week into his first deployment, you know, enough to where he got medevaced out and didn't come back. He had actual injuries. And he was just like, yeah, I was just trying to get back out there. Yeah. And it's, I, I think it's hard for people to understand. Like, one, you say that you're in probably the probably the worst environment that you can yeah. imagine. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then you'd say you'd go back,
1: not oh. necessarily
0: to that. No, but what back if they to- told you you were going to have to go back and do that? Would you still want to go back? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, because I mean, it's the camaraderie. You're. I mean, it, it was a shitty, shitty situation. But I mean, you're there. And you're spending time with your buddies. Yeah. I mean. Like, well I'll just never forget this time we were we're sleeping and they sent a rocket into our thing. And my buddy Lear was in the smoke pit and like the smoke pit was right next to our birthing area. Of course mm-hmm. we're in we're in like a building building, like a concrete building. This rocket hits fucking he, he runs in like he's lucky as fuck to be here. But like the first thing like he woke up oh, it. It, oh, it hit
0: like on the smoke pit? Yeah, it blew the smoke pit a
1: Oh no apart. way, wow, he's lucky as lucky. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, the first thing that you think about, like, his, he woke me up. He's like, hey, Hanson, let's go out and have a cigarette. And I'm like... After after the explosion? No, is- no, no, no. This is before. Like, he woke me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm going out to the smoke pit. You want to come? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be out there in a second. So I'm, like, in my fucking sleeping bag. And then all of a sudden you hear it, and then the fucking windows blow out of your birthing area. And your first thing, your first instinct is you're like, "That I know fucking Lear's out there.
0: Oh, yeah. So you run
1: out there, and, of course, he's back, and it's just...
0: I mean, your heart would your probably stop for a oh second. Oh, yeah, right? because
1: that's your fucking homeboy. Yeah.
0: If you enjoyed this former Action Guys podcast clip, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and support the show on Patreon.com by looking up former Action Guys.